Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. This week features comedian Sarah Keller coming back from episode 285, which was two years ago. God, we've done a lot of fucking episodes. Uh, fun episode. We catch up with her. Uh, she's got some new information on her life and some good stories. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, go back and listen to her original episode, episode 285. You know, I might have to reissue it. I don't I don't know if I'm going to have time to do that, but uh, episode 285, go listen to it really quick. We'll wait. Anyway, yeah, it's been fun. Still on the road. These shows have been awesome. Thank you all for coming out and telling people about shows. It's so nice to meet some new fans and people that just got introduced to the podcast, albeit seven years late. No, I'm just kidding. I'm happy for all listeners. I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, for those of you asking, I know I had a picture with my buddy Jeffrey Goldford. That's the guy who sings not only this um, style like you, which is the song that I use for the podcast, but he did the original song for the first five years of uh, Singles Only as well. So go support him. He's crushing shit right now. Um, speaking of crushing and supporting, come see me. Uh, I'll be at uh, St. Paul Laugh Camp in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, June 2nd, June 3rd. I'll be uh, headlining Black Box in Boca Raton, uh, June 16th and 17th. In between that, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Chicago and a couple other dates uh, at Zany's in Rosemont and Old Town in Chicago. So paulfcomedy.com has all those dates and all that information. Upcoming shows in July include Comedy Zone in Charlotte on July 23rd. If you know anyone in Charlotte, tell them to come out. That's my first time in Charlotte. Uh, headlining, co-headlining with my friend Paul Ollinger. Two Pauls, one show. That's it. Check out our sponsors, eh? Singles only listeners. Paul Farver here. Want to tell you about our friends over at Love Shop Toys. They are a sex shop toy. They are passionate about destigmatizing and normalizing sex and sex toys and the conversations around it. They've been around for 20 years and they believe that life is too short for bad sex. We agree here at Singles Only Podcast. We've teamed up with them. So if you go to their website, loveshoptoys.com backslash singles only, you get 20% off all regular priced items. And all orders over $69 are free. Nice. That's right. Free shipping on all orders over $69. Nice. And you get 20% off. If you use our backslash singles only at loveshoptoys.com backslash singles only, that is, you get discreet shipping. You'll get it within two to four days across most of North America. Check them out, loveshoptoys.com, and use the backslash singles only to get 20% off. You're welcome. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. Uh, no shotgun writer on this episode, no voice of reason, because we're going back. I'm on the road right now, and we're going back to the best of series. And we have one of one of my favorite episodes uh, back uh, in July of 2021 from episode 285. We have Sarah, Sarah Keller. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. It's a very easy name. To say, yeah, so. it is. I, I, I used to hate my name because I was like, oh, it's not cool. But now, like as a comedian, I'm like, no, it's great because no one fucks it up. It's so easy. And you know, what's funny you say that is I have a very fuckable name. And all I ever wanted was like a basic name. And I, I remember when I started, they were like, you should change it. And now everyone, everyone likes saying it when they, they say Farvar. They think yeah. it's fun. But on Sunday, the host was like looking at it. I was like, fuck, he should have talked to me before. I always try to find the host before. I'm like, 
I don't care what credits you say. Just Farvar is how you say my name. Also, you shouldn't have to find the host. They should find you. That's your. That's the job as really? the host. Yes. See, I always think it's the other way around, no. but that's fine. I always do. I always look. I was. I'm like a nobody on on the stage. I was like a showcase style, but I mean, as a as a headliner, yeah, I understand that. But well, and I mean, maybe that's just me being a nobody also and like when i host i'm like well it's my job to find out all these things so maybe other people feel differently but i feel like yeah you're hosting your job is to you host the bad. show and get the pe- people's credits get their name like that's your job yeah well i it's yeah i i was it's my fault too but yeah going to the name thing all i ever wanted as a kid was like a normal name and i had a weird first name too i changed it legally to paul when i was in first grade what was your real name i I never say it but i'll say it this one ashkan it's a persian name oh i like that yeah now it would have been cool if i stuck with it but my friend's name was paul and i was like i like paul i'm gonna be paul now and then i i went to court and maybe that's why i became a lawyer you committed to paul i committed to paul in first grade or second grade. oh really officially yeah and your parents let you yeah that's kind of dope. I, my middle name is my my born name, but yeah. Oh, okay. But Sarah Keller, very That's easy. Great. Ashkan reminded me of, uh, I have a friend who's Turkish and like her husband is Turkish. Mm-hmm. And Ashkam means my love in Turkish. Oh, okay. And when I met him, like the first 20 times I met him, she would always call him that. And so I thought... She introduced him as John, but I thought his real name was Ashcombe. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want to call him by his real name. Like, I don't want to call him the American name. So I called him that and they both like burst out laughing because it's like. <laughs> it's like deer. And it and it's right. it's yeah. not like how we would say like, oh, hey, love, could you. Give, it's like only an intimate yeah. thing. But now I only call him Ashcombe yeah. because I think it's you funny. Commit to it. Yeah. He thinks it's funny. But yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, they were calling me Ashcan trash can. I used to cry. Oh. And then I'd be like, I'm going to change you my name. So, kids yeah. are the worst. They are evil kids. They still are now, like, mm-hmm. by the way. They don't oh. have any filters, which is good because then you know you have a big nose and gray hair. So <laughs> those are good things. But anyway, we're not here to talk about weird names. We're talking about dating. Now, Sarah, when you did this podcast back in July of 2021, two, almost two years ago, which is insane to me. We were in the heart of yeah. the COVID pandemic. May or may not have been real. We don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I had COVID three times so, so far. So did I. So... Oh, you're the first three-timer that really? I've met. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm good at catching things. I never weird. got sick before, but now I get, I've got COVID three times. But anyway, yeah. This so is, it was real to me. It was real to me too. But I, to be fair, like the third time I had it, I didn't even know I had it. Like I was just like at that point, I was like, well, yeah, it's probably COVID. Yeah. the I tested all three times. And yeah. the first time was like, I think we probably talked about this actually. It yeah, was I, really bad. Um, like I couldn't walk and talk at the same time. My breathing was so bad. Second time I got real sick for like five days. Mm-hmm. And then the third time it was like a day. Yeah. Yeah. I was the first time one day, this was the original, I had the OG, Same. December of 2020. Everyone's March like, the third of, day is going to be the March of 21, you had it? 2020. Tw- oh, wow. You had the, I oh, had it, you were the. The were week the, Los Angeles shut down, I had it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That one, everyone's like, the third day, it's going to hit you. And I just remember sitting by myself in Florida, <laughs> just being like, when is this going to happen? Because I was by myself. Yeah. I'm like. I don't know what's going to happen. I like had my phone ready to call. Like they're like, you're not going to be able to breathe and oh nothing ever happened. Second time was bad. Third time was uh, whatever, but whatever. So when we talked in July, you had already had COVID twice, probably or 20 July of 21, at least once, at least once. 
And you were talking about your love of country music. I love country music. How important that is. Yep. Pilots. Yep. And you had a a fresh relationship that had blossomed. Yes. And what has happened to that relationship since July of 2021? I'm still in it. You just met him. I did. Because we're at my house. Well, they don't know that. I wanted you to be the reveal. Uh, That's how how this works. Yeah. Uh, Paul just met my I met him. Super nice guy. He looks like he's a pilot. Yeah. He gives off major pilot vibes. Alpha vibes. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. He doesn't see that, but like... I do. And like, it's very funny to watch people interact with him. Like we were just uh, back in Minnesota where I'm from uh, for a wedding and he met like a high school friend and, and they called, he called him sir. And it, and Josh was like, I'm not old. And I was like, no, you just, you command respect. <laughs> so like, it's, it's just like military, right? And he is. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've been dating almost four years. Well, it'll be four years in like November. Wow. So, um, Yeah. We're in it. He's a pilot. He's great. I love him. So that's the thing. That's like the dream, right? I mean, yeah. people are like, you're going to meet a. I think I, when I was in eighth grade, our Spanish teacher would try to like explain uh, verbing or verbs and nouns to us or how things were in Spanish. You'd say, I met a tall, dark man, a tall, dark pilot from Texas. That was like, and she's like, that's everyone's dream. And I remember all the girls in eighth grade were like, that's my dream. I want to meet a pilot from Texas, a tall pilot from Texas. So you got two out of three of those. It's funny because I never thought I like pilot never crossed into my mind of yeah. like something I would want or like whatever. Um, he just kind of fell into my lap. Yeah. That sounded sexual. I mean, he, you know, eventually fell into my lap. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you survive the pandemic, that's like more than four years, in my opinion, because I think if you've gone... I think it's been 17 years. Yeah. Uh, approximately. And we lived in a 300 square foot apartment for six months. Yeah. Together. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, this place is nice. Yes. Where, you're, where we're recording the podcast. This, we moved into our, this apartment, which is a one bedroom, uh, because I had a mental breakdown. Um, not because of the small space. Uh, that part was actually not bad. It was like, I was living in Hollywood, like Hollywood and Highland. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, it, during the pandemic, it got so bad uh, with like the, the homeless and everything yeah. that I couldn't walk my dog during the day and and be safe. And so I couldn't leave my 300 square foot apartment and I got stir That's crazy insane. and was like. That's intense yeah. too. Yeah, I can see that. And I was staying in that downtown area and everyone was telling me like, it's bad now. It's not like before COVID. And it wasn't. I mean, I did notice stuff, but I also live in Chicago. So it's yeah. like, okay, this is kind of. Chicago PG-13 but I do understand how that would be freaky to have a dog and go out there but and it was like obviously this is LA I'm used to homeless people and like tents and everything and like that you know it is it's a crisis um my street was usually clear because there was like a a police outpost on it okay um but then it I mean like you couldn't, the sidewalks were overrun. Like I, yeah, yeah I couldn't walk anywhere. And I mean, just, that's still there. I, where I was standing, was like, there was nowhere to stand, but yeah, I got you. So had you lived with anyone before the 300 square foot thing? Yes. Uh, man. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, I lived with a former boyfriend for, I don't know, maybe like a year. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't a big, uh, other than the size and COVID, it wasn't a huge like culture shock. Culture shock for you to live with 
a man. No, I actually like the the boyfriend I lived with before. I think one of the only like the, one of the things that kept us together was like I just enjoyed living with him. He was a terrible person. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you liked the company of a man. Yeah, and like, yeah, I like. Did you? Well, let me ask you this: before the three hundred square foot thing, did you live by yourself yes. for a long time? Yeah, okay. that was my studio that I lived by myself with my dog. Uh huh. Um, so that's a huge transition. Yeah. Okay, but you had done it before for a year with a guy. Yes. And how long between that space of oh, living God. by yourself? Ten years. Okay. Eight years. A long time. That would freak me the fuck out because I've lived by myself for so long. I and and just going on a vacation with someone that I'm dating for like two days, I'm already like, I get anxious. You don't ever feel like. I mean, this is a big space, but do you ever feel like we need? I need some space. Definitely. Um, do you like, have a timeout area? No. The funny thing, the guy I lived with before, um, we had a. I had to make a rule that like. Uh, I was working on a ranch, a horse ranch at the time. So I would work like 12 to 14 hour days. And when I would come home, I needed some time like to decompress before he like hit me with anything, anything. Um, And so like I had to make a rule where very politely, like he couldn't talk to me for like a half hour and not like just 30 minutes. That's all it took. Like after I showered and ate because I hadn't eaten at all that day either. Um, and so like I needed to shower and eat and then like and he could obviously say hello to me and stuff. But like before we talk about our days and stuff, I need 30 minutes. And so I had like a, a children's tent, like a Little Mermaid <laughs> tent that we would put on the bed. And I would if I was in there, he was not allowed to talk to me. That was my safe space. You would go into the tent. Mm-hmm. And what would you do in that tent? Watch Netflix on my laptop or something. How big was this tent? It was for a child. Okay. Yeah. So, it was so a you small just tent. suck suck yourself into this space. Yeah. And if you were in there, no matter what, could you just go into the tent? Not just after the horse ranch, but like if you went in there on like, let's just say one day you just in theory, was, yes. But, but didn't he didn't respect my boundaries at all. So did he um, ever go into the tent? He wasn't allowed in the. Tent. He wouldn't fit. Okay. Yeah, it was a small tent. Um, <laughs> with Josh, my current partner, I don't need that he's he's very good at just giving me my space if if we need it um he also only lives in LA part-time right so we have two weeks a month that are not together anyway so uh usually I don't need time away from him that's the best way to do it it's not bad um. I think that's the key to success because every long distance relationship I've had is always amazing there's always happiness I feel like we're not supposed. We're supposed to have our tents. I think we're 100%. supposed to have tent space naturally, and I think if you can find that balance, what and everyone has a different amount of tenting. Tent space, yeah. yeah. I think we have created like something here, but I think that. Th- do you think that if you let me ask you this, and this is clearly hypothetical, but like, you think you'd be able to survive living with someone, you know, every fucking day? Yeah, I think we've talked about it a lot and like how we can make that work because we're both kind of tired of of the two weeks, two weeks. Um, You want more time. We want more time together. And especially because, well, because he's a pilot, (laughs) like when he's here, he's flying. So we actually don't get two weeks together. We get maybe like 
five days together. Um, but like, we definitely w- would need a, a I, like I, I need my own space in a house. Um, like here it's, it's in our one bedroom apartment here. It's harder cause there's mm-hmm. nowhere yeah. besides the bedroom to go. And like, we're both firm believers and like, don't do anything in the bedroom. That's not sleep or right sex. Uh, cause uh, don't you don't know. have a TV in there. Mm-mm. Oh God. That would fucking drive me nuts. Oh yeah. No. So you sleep without a TV on? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> what's that like? I have like horrible insomnia, so I barely me sleep too. anyway. And so I try to do every single thing perfectly so that I set myself up, you know, that they yeah, say on paper. Your place looks pretty tidy too. Um, I feel like you might be a personality like well, neat. A minus. Okay. I'm just he, looking around. Josh cleaned a lot today because okay. he knew you were coming over and he knew it would give me a panic attack if it wasn't clean. I, I was just trying to be convenient for you. No, I didn't no, no, no. I feel like I was like, oh. It, this is very convenient. Yeah, and I my plan was to come home. I had like 10 minutes before Paul came over for those of you listening. <laughs> my plan was to shove everything into the bedroom and just be like, yep, this is clean. Uh, but he actually cleaned it. So that was really nice. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you picture, you grew up in Minnesota Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming, was it a, it was a smaller town? Yes. Very small town. Like so small. And I'm assuming most of the people you went to high school are still in that town. Yeah. Okay. Or like the surrounding town, the town, my town is like dying because you know, small towns are dying. Um, but I would say 98% of people I went to high school with live within a 30 minute yeah. radius. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and you, did you know you were going to, that that life wasn't for you early on? A million percent. Right. Yeah. I wanted to go away to boarding school <laughs> at like sixth grade. Yeah. Um, my parents just couldn't afford it. Do you think now all those, so you were the outlier, obviously outlier back then. And now, if if those girl were you like a uh, popular kid or were you kind of like technically yeah like my my were you good looking or friends, were you kind of awkward looking and I don't, blossom later what happened I I figure since you're in comedy there must be something yeah I so I look back at pictures of myself and I was like I was so adorable why did people like me uh, but I definitely did not think I was a uh, good looking and nobody treated me. You were like, like homecoming was. queen or anything. Like God that. no. Okay. No, I was popular, but no one liked me. Um. So <laughs> everyone was like really you? mean. I don't know. Everyone was very mean to me. I was bullied super hard by women. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Were you small? Uh, no, I was like normal, average size. Why were they bullying you? You still don't know I, why. Come I mean, on. you know, like my therapist was saying, like they were jealous of you, and I'm yeah. like. Mm. Uh, well, that's why I bring this up is because those women are probably like their dream was to, you know, marry a pilot or date a pilot. <laughs> and now not only are you taking that away from them, but yeah. like you're also escaped that small town and you're like in sunny Los Angeles. I mean, I hope that's how they feel. <laughs> my- like, how excited are you to go to the reunion? <laughs> like- <laughs> no, I'm not wasting my time with that. I used to think I would like be so excited it's to go not. back, but it's such a shit show. Now I'm like, I'm not 
traveling across the country to show you I'm better than you. That's what social media is for. That's a joke I used to do. I got to do that tonight. Just remember. But yeah, I went to my reunion. It's like, why are we still doing this shit? Yeah. Because you already are on Facebook. Well, you don't even have to go on the reunion because they can see what you're doing on Facebook. 100%. And they're probably like, that fucking bitch. Yeah. She still wins. It's funny, though, because like my my like negative brain just goes, no, they're just they're just like, oh, it's so sad. She's she's. She's not married. She doesn't have any kids. That's so sad for her. That's true. Like, I can my see life that is side. so full. And I'm like, well, maybe I just didn't. I made yeah. different choices than you. Right. I can be happy with those. Do you do you want to get married and have kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And is that you guys have talked about this, obviously, if yes. you're four years in? Yes. I don't know when she, that conversation happens. I'm usually gone by like a year. Uh, so. <laughs> I I don't know when we first had the conversation. Uh, he has a daughter right. that just turned 13. She's amazing. I love her so much. Um, we've been talking about it for a long time. And, you know, now I'm like, all right, buddy. And he, <laughs> I made the joke today, like, uh, we were talking about Mother's Day and and uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, anytime Josh gives me a gift that's not an engagement ring, I'm like, what is this shit? I don't want it. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, you know what I want. And until you like, come on, bro. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Um, I, I'm mostly joking. I know. I understand. But are you um, does that scare you, though, too? Because that, that is I mean, it seems like that's on the horizon. Does that scare you as a career person to be like, oh, OK, I I'm think it would have. But like the pandemic really changed a lot and like my priorities have changed a lot and like maybe I've changed. Um, I just I literally just talked to my therapist about this today. Yeah. Uh, if you di- if you didn't come out of the ther- uh, out of the pandemic changed like you didn't have a pandemic. Like yeah. everyone was changed positively or negatively, whatever it is. A hundred percent. Everyone's outlook changed. That's why unemployment people are like, I'm not taking this shitty job. Yeah. You go to like restaurants now, like people are like, maybe I'll serve you. Oh, I don't care. A million percent. <laughs> like people don't care about their jobs anymore. And like on the one hand, I respect that because yeah. I'm like, yeah, you don't get paid enough. But on the other hand, I'm like, as, as someone. Really want a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. And as someone who like has a crippling need to work really hard and do a good job. Yeah. I cannot understand not giving everything. Even, to, even if it's something. Yeah. To the worst job. Like I, I cannot do worse than I'm. 100 like then my best it's the midwest uh yeah. values like that we have work ethic yeah it's 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 sad and that's what's funny too like even like i'm helping produce shows and stuff and i'm like people are like they just don't give a shit i'm like we have to do our best i know this is a shitty you know it's not it's a th- shitty bar show or whatever but we have to do our best and yeah then, and i get so mad when people don't but yeah especially like to me that's that's even more fucked up because I'm assuming the people that you're working with are also aspiring comedians or comedians. Mm-hmm. So to not do a good job at your dream job, what the? F- I don't. I don't mean like, like the performance aspect, but like when they're calling, not just calling in the sets, but like just like not doing the steps that are required for a show. Like okay, it's like we have to go there ten minutes earlier to make sure this. The, yeah, it's stupid shit like that. But yeah, but but if you have that work ethic, which you do clearly, I can tell. Um, how does that play in when, when, and if you become, uh, a a wife and, and mother? I mean, I mean, it's going to change everything for sure. Yeah. Uh, some people don't go back to their jobs. They're like, it's only going to be temporary, but I've, I've, I have a friend who is in events 
and her part her uh, partner in the business had a kid. They started this business together, and then like all of a sudden, she's like, "Yeah, I'm out." Yeah, and I think and that can happen. And I'm okay. I figure like whatever I want you had a to good do. Run. And whatever I want to do and feels good is what I'm going to do. That's right. kind of how I've always lived my life. And I never would have thought that like I would be happy being like a stay at home mom or wife or whatever. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, I kind of like just like cleaning and being at yeah. home. Uh, and like my my best friend who's been my best friend since college, she and she and I like bonded because we were very similar. We both were like, we're getting out of here um she's in fashion and like right out of college she went and worked at GQ and was like a very sought after stylist for them like back when Kanye was cool he asked for her personally and like now that's not a cool credit but like 10 mm-hmm. years ago that sure. was dope um and then she got pregnant and like left you know had to leave New York to raise the baby and then she moved out here to like try to keep her career anyway and now she has a, a a different partner and they have a new baby and like she loves just being at home yeah. with her kids and like she wants another one and like if I never would have thought that she would want to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And so that helped If it happens to her it can happen to you. 100%. Like that helped change my perspective too of like yeah, sometimes th- your Shit your changes. values change. Yeah, of course. And I'm not definitely not like ready to give up on comedy. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Uh I love comedy. I just for so long, I had blinders on and was just like full force, 100%. balls deep into That's my career. Are, yeah. And now I'm like, you know what? I have this one life. So like, I'm just going to do what I want to do when it feels good. And that's all because of the pandemic, I 100%. would say. And, that's, and that, that, I don't have this with children thing, but I also have that same sense where it's like, if I had a hole in my schedule, like a day off, I'd be like, I'd spend about an hour making sure I had a show. Yeah. But now I'm like, I have Thursday off this week. I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited to just like chill and just not do comedy for yeah. one night. And I don't know if it's because you're burned out or it's or if it's just that your priorities change. Like you said, it's like maybe there is something besides this fucking nonsense that we right. pursue. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of I'm tired of it. And it's a little bit of like, why am I doing this when I could just you know, not, I could just like be happy just be <laughs> and just like chill for the day. We say that, but then like, but then the second an opportunity comes along, like, I'm I'll like, fuck it. chilling. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super Zen when there isn't anything on my plate at the moment. I uh, was talking to someone last night too, where he's just like, he's like, yeah, I was going to take off tonight, but they asked me to, you know, host the potluck. And I was like, huh, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, we say we won't take these things and oh, 90% if someone calls me on Thursday and they're like, Hey, uh, do you want to like in, in Chicago at the laugh factory? It's like, there's like certain people that they'll hit, if you're available, they'll hit you up when someone cancels. But I'm like, I didn't put my name in, but I'm like, man, I kind of do want to just go home and do a set there. Cause I've been on the road for like two weeks. So I'm like, but yeah, we're, we're fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Are you, yeah, it's, it's, I know, and that's why I think it's fun to talk to you about that because you're in a position where you have both of these things going well for you, like your personal life and your professional life. And it's like, you're going to, you're straddling it now, but it's like, "Mm, what's going to happen? Yeah. I think I always thought that, you know, I'd have a family when like 
my career was at a point where I could step away for like two years and like people wouldn't, I had, I had established myself enough that I could come back and be like, Ooh, I'm back now. Uh, that, you know, the, the pandemic really fucked that up. Yeah. Um, and just coming back here, the last two times I've come to LA, it's like none of the same people. I don't know any of the, the new gatekeepers. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. do I, who do I, and, and it's new people every time. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't know who you are. No. And, um, and I'm a woman. So like the three years of the pandemic were three more years that my uterus, oh, <laughs> uterus <right>. aged <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. Like, yeah. you know, if, if That's, that wasn't a thing, I, I'd, yeah. it'd be fine. Fuck, but it's like, right. man, oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, like it's really annoying because it, it puts pressure on me. It puts pressure on Josh. Like it's it's fucking annoying. Have you thought about freezing your eggs or anything like that? De- yeah, I've talked to my doctor about it. I've talked to like doctor yeah. friends. Um, we had a person on the on the podcast who's just specialized in that. Oh, yeah. I need to go I, listen, I to, that listen one. to that one. I don't remember that, which one it is. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, but please. Yeah. But yeah, it's a common thing. It's very expensive. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you have to do it. I think you can update it too, I guess. Like after a few years, you have to do more or something. I don't know. That's stupid. Oh. No, I... I'm, Depends on how long you're going to wait. Well, and uh, yeah, it's expensive and you have to pay to store them every year. That's and what it is, yeah. And I'm, I'm still a few years away from when they're like, you need to f- freeze your eggs. So I have time. I heard you have to... You should... It's better to do it when you're younger too because they're better eggs. Yes. I don't know. But... I'm not a doctor. They say if you don't, if you freeze them before 36, you're unlikely to use them. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it can be kind of a waste. You sure. know, and, and if it's I costly had too. 100, it's like starts at 10 grand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's like if I had fuck you money, yeah, I would freeze them yeah. right now just for fun. So we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro, and you should do the same too. 312-648-8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed. Do you... Switching gears from the eggs, um, <laughs> do you still get hit up um, on Instagram? Do you still get DMs and stuff like that? Because I think you you keep your personal life kind of out of your comedy a little bit. Or yeah, you talk about it, but I mean, not on your on your social media. There's I not. have been so bad at social media ever okay. since the pandemic. Um, I like just got a TikTok, and only because I was doing that packet for at midnight uh-huh. and needed to know what was on TikTok. Uh, I haven't been on it since. Um, Good for you. But like, I need to be, you know what I mean? I like, know, but it's such a fucking. It is very overwhelming. And I used to be really good at at Instagram and, and would post like at least weekly, if not daily. Yeah. 
uh, and now it's maybe once every six months. Uh, I I never look at it. I don't scroll God, through any of the things. That's so awesome. I'm so jealous. Everybody says that, but I have no idea what's going on. I I used to, my brother's not on any social media, and I thought it was the craziest thing that he decided never to I go. That's insane to me. Or if I meet someone on dating apps or on there, but now I'm like, oh, God, what's that like? That's so cool. Like, because a real not doing well can like ruin my day. <laughs> like that's just, yeah. it's insane. And that's like why your personal life, when you have this stuff going on, it's like you can be upset or happy about real things instead of non-tangible social media bullshit or how many likes you got. Yeah. I'd like to say I like stopped using it for mental health reasons, but I just kind of <laughs> wasn't interested in it anymore. At least you're honest. Uh, are you, but are you still getting like, because a lot of people don't don't know that you're dating. Are people like this is going to come out and it's going to say singles only on the top? For sure. Are you going to? And last time you did the podcast, did you get hit up by randoms that from your past? I mean, like, what's up? No, no, no. And I used to get DM'd a lot. Like when I was on, when I was more active on my social media, uh-huh. like then yeah, it would happen a lot. Or calls, you get uh, texts like random, like, hey, I'm in town, like exes that are in town no. or shit like that. Everybody knows I'm in a relationship okay. now, like. I think, yeah, nobody, I don't know. Now now, now you just made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, I mean, that's respectful. At least your exes are are not like, you know, are uh, opportunists that are like, hey, you up, like bullshit, yeah, stuff no, like that. Yeah, no, no. That's I, good. Yeah, I'm mostly respectful exes. And if Except I don't. the tent guy. Yeah, but he's blocked on everything, so. <laughs> and he's married. Uh not that that would ever stop him. He, I had to block him on everything because he was still DMing me while married or engaged Ugh. or one of the two. Yeah. And so he he can't contact me. I've literally blocked him on every, every single thing. And then he made an account for his dog and DMed me on that. And so I had to block his dog too. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do to this guy? You broke his heart. No. He cheated on me all the fucking time. He was a bad, bad person. He just, I mean, I know you shouldn't say that because like there's good in everybody and blah, blah, blah. But like, no, he was a narcissist and uh, probably a sociopath because didn't really seem like he felt anything. Did he ever damage your tent? Did he like spray paint anything on the outside of the tent? No, but he did pull a gun on me once. What? Kind of. Uh, So I told him we needed a break that we were living together and I told him we needed a break and he locked himself in the bathroom and I just I don't you know my women's intuition was telling me something was off and I was like you need to come out like I knocked on the door I was like hey you need to come out like I can something's weird you need to come out and he was like no and he was like crying but like he fake crying um fake crying he's just overly dramatic to get attention like it wasn't it wasn't real. He wasn't because I would that would uh, require caring about me, you know, emotions. Yeah. Um, and uh, empathy. Yeah. And he didn't have that. It was just I was leaving and that that wasn't that didn't it fit what he ego, wanted, yeah. you know. Um, and so I thought I thought he was like going to take a bunch of pills just again. Safety wise. Yeah. And not because I actually thought he wanted to die. He just wanted to manipulate me into staying. Uh, and I knew that and I was mad about it. And so I was like, hey, if you don't come out, I'm going to call your mom and I'm going to call the police and I'm going to call them. I'm going to tell them that you 
took an entire bottle of pills. Why mom first? Just curious. Because uh, I knew. Does he have a weird relationship with his mom? They were close. Yeah. 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 And so I knew that would. Trigger him. Trigger. Yeah. And like get him the fuck out of here and stop playing the games he was playing. And again, I didn't know he was doing anything. I just I just felt it with every part of me that mm-hmm. he was. Tuition. Intuition. Yeah. And Not tuition. Two different things. Both of them. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, if you don't come out here in just five seconds, I'm calling the police. And I'm calling your mom and I'm going to tell him that you're trying to that you swallowed a bunch of pills. So he comes out and he has his fucking gun. And I never had a million like that. Hadn't occurred you knew to he me. had a gun. Uh, I knew he had one. But you but didn't like, know he had it in the bathroom. No. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was like. I was so shocked. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. That's like, that's what I said. Were like, you scared? I was terrified. Okay. And angry and like, but terrified. Like now I'm angry about it because it's yeah. distance, but I was I'm terrified. sorry you're bringing this up again. Oh, no. Uh, some, you know, it's like one of those things you, you forget happens until mm-hmm. you talk about it. Um, so then I was like, you need to give that to me right now. And like, he wouldn't. And I like reached for it and he like pulled it and like, and that scared me because we, now we're wrestling over this gun and I didn't want to be doing that. But I also was like, Did you tell if it was loaded or anything no. like that? Okay. Um, and so I screamed and like at the time we had a roommate and so the roommate and like the door had been, was locked. So he, uh, the roommate like started pounding on the door and wait, this was in the bathroom. So he came our, out of the bathroom. He came out of the bathroom, which was in our bedroom. Okay. And then our bedroom door was locked. Locked. Got it. And so our roommate heard me scream, and he's a man. Um, And he started, like, pounding on the door and was like, Scott, you better... That's... Oops. (laughs) Who cares? His name is fucking Scott. I'll say his whole goddamn name. I don't care. I'm not going to. But (laughs) um, I've never dated a good... Scots are... I can't. No Scots. No Scots. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so the, the, the... the roommate was like pounding on the door. He's like, if, if you don't let me, in, I'm going to not like knock down this fucking door. He comes in, sees the gun and it like same reaction to me. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Was he friends with, with this guy? Yes. They were friends. Too. Yes. They were friends first. Like I moved in with the two of them. Um, Scott Bale. Um, no. Okay. That'd be weird. If <laughs> That'd be yeah. very strange. Um, so they were friends. So he, he like grabs me. He's like, go into my bedroom. The roommate is like, go into my bedroom, lock the door, and do not come out until I tell you to, like, tell you it's okay. And so, like, I do that. I'm terrified. I'm crying. Like, I, uh, yeah. So he gets the gun away from Scott, and it's fine or whatever. And, like, I go and stay with my cousin. And Jesus um, Christ. And then I can, I moved into a different apartment with him for six months. With? Uh, yep. With Scott. Yeah. Because you're a big fan of Charles in Charge. I just, it uh, now look at you like. You don't know these things. You're just, you're in, a, you're in, it's easy to look at back on things. But when you're in, in it, when you're in the shit, you don't realize how crazy it was and how affected you were by it. You're, you're blindsided. A hundred percent. And yeah. it's like now, you know, I listen to a lot of murder podcasts because I'm a woman. Um, and, you know, they talk a lot about like sociopaths and like their manipula manipulation and like now i'm like it was he was so good at yeah manipulating me and and like making me feel crazy 
even though I'd be like, no, I know this is what happened. Like I was there that right. he would convince me that it hadn't happened. And then I would feel like a crazy person. And it's like, that's socio. It's a bad combination of narcissism and so. And he gaslit you because, like, he knew you and he knew how to fucking. And I'm a good person with yeah. a good heart. So, like, if you tell me Small something, town in Minnesota, yeah. yeah. And if you tell me something, I want to believe it because yeah. it's what I would do. Yeah. And I can't wrap my head around not being a bad person. Yeah. And, but I mean, you should have known better, Scott Bale. I mean, 100%. he fucking spoke at the oh Republican convention for Christ's sake. But yeah, so. Yeah, that was wild. I'm still really good friends with the roommate, like best friends. Saved your life. Yeah, yeah. He does. Neither one of us talk to Scott anymore. But yeah, yeah, that was. Well, no Scots in your life. No Scots. That's good. Yep. Um, I hate to end it. We're out of time. I hate to end on a a weird moment Ah! story. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's the way it is. I I feel bad. We already went long, and I I already feel bad. I'm taking all your time. Um, Well, I I hope things go well for you it's the great thing is is you have all these great things happening it's like whatever happens it's it's gonna be a win right? yeah so yeah my life is pretty good yeah god bless where can people find out more about you since they're not gonna see you on social media well i was just gonna say you could follow me on instagram at sarah keller 07 i don't post anything uh you might see one once every six months and yeah. it's gonna be of my nephew um <laughs> Or uh, I co-host the Roast Battle League, sorry, Roast Battle Weekly podcast. Uh, if you're into Roast Battle, it's a deep dive on an- analyst- analysis on Roast Battles. On each of the ones that happened that week? Uh, yeah, across our uh, 12 city global cities yeah. in nine, uh, 10 different countries. Um, we we break down the top five battles over all 12 of those of cities the of the week. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's cool. And like, you get to watch the whole battle and then Pat Barker and I talk about it. So if you are a fan of roast battles, definitely check out the roast battle weekly podcast. Are you, are you still in, are you still battling people? I battled a month ago for the LA title and realized that I just don't have the drive. Uh, you have to be in a angry, you have to be in a bad place, dark place to be a good at that, don't you? No, it's more like I have to have somebody that I'm really excited to battle, yeah. and like you've already beat everyone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but like, yeah, I've been asked to do it so many times. So many, I guess I'm like one of the people that people want to battle the most, but I feel like I just cry for like three days if I it's battle. Definitely, I, I like judging it, but I don't like to be battled against there's definitely people that are that can't that don't like it uh i think too nice i think i mean i i was bullied so like me too but i i like and i i like roast battling like my friends and stuff because it feels like a bonding experience and also nobody says anything about me that's like true like i just get called a whore a lot and i'm not so like it doesn't doesn't it doesn't really it's not yeah yeah, it doesn't affect me. There haven't really been any that like have been like, "Ouch, that that feels right. real." Um, I mean, I I do it naturally, just the way I I I'm, I the way I do comedy. But it's like I only do it to people that deserve it. Like if someone's a heckler or something, then it's like okay. But yeah. like if I like someone, I'm like, oh, like I don't want to make this guy sad. But I get it. It's a different skill set. Yeah, and I think part of the the beauty of roast battle is you're the person is a willing participant. Right. They're signing up for it. So 
in theory, it shouldn't hurt their feelings. Right. You know, like if it, was if like, it hurt their feelings, I would not want to do it. Yeah. Right. And then, and then I understand the way you guys do it too, which is cool. Like you, you have them talk first and they say what's off limits and stuff like that. hundred so, percent. Yeah. That's fun. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I look forward to seeing where your journey takes you. Uh, and uh, thank you for doing the podcast again. And yeah. thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. But I'm still-